Welcome, foolish mortals, to Awful Neutral. Hello, listeners, and welcome to a very special episode of Awful Neutral Podcast. The comedy first, rules last, fire from the hip, actual play, tabletop gaming podcast. Today we have some awesome guests for you from Cult Podcast. Yay! Yay. <laughs> uh, I've been listening up, uh, seeing what we're dealing with here, and I fell in love with your, your podcast. I am now a fan. Uh, love hearing you guys get into the nitty gritty of some, some cult history in a very fun, uh, relatable way. Thank you. Cool. That was a cool <laughs> topic for a podcast. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for slumming so- it with us. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Anytime. This Love is a tax songs. write-off for me. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, we'll verify that for you. Yeah, I'm logging <laughs> these hours as charity. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you said that our podcast, we do it in a relatable way, which is like, I don't know what that means. Oh, just be dealing with uh, talking about difficult stuff with humor, you know, that makes me oh. have an easier time of relating to it. Instead of just being like dead faced about it, like having emotion to things is, you know, it's cool. You guys brought a lot of humor to the Om Shimrikyo subway attack uh, that I feel like wasn't there in the situation organically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's not usually funny to think about so many people dying, but we made it work. You really find a way. Yeah. It's crazy that 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 episode starts with a knock knock joke where we were like, knock knock. (laughs) (laughs) who's there insurmountable amounts of death yeah death (laughs) so much death also nerve gas nerve gas who (laughs) nerve gas oh god i'm dying because of the nerve gas oh my god Uh. she's seizing she can't respond please (laughs) this is relatable and funny see there we go so there should be a lot less death on this (laughs) podcast <laughs> yeah, this this will be tame compared to what you usually talk about. <laughs> a game centered around slaughtering things with uh axes and swords and spells, yeah. Honestly, it's nice to take a break, self-care. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to be the one practicing magic in this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You're the shaman today. <laughs> <laughs> the- we know our fantasy world's fake. Those sick fucks you guys cover on your podcast, they they got too deep in their LARPing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's shit. That is I guess true. truly that's all a cult is, is it's just Jesus LARPing. Uh, <laughs> Not always Jesus. D&D games intense. Like, what about David Koresh? Oh, wait. That was definitely Jesus LARPing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you picked the one where you're like, not always Jesus, except for the time that guy thought he was Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> It was so on the nose, I couldn't help it. Nevertheless, it's about time we got on track for the first time this episode. If you're joining us as fans of the Cult Podcast, you know those voices as Paige Wesley and Armando Torres. Not one, but two hosts from yeah. one amazing podcast. Look at us. Yay. Uh, we're going to have a special one-shot adventure for these guys. With that, let's uh, let's introduce the rest of the cast joining these two. Uh, we have the ever funny Jesse Egan, who will be taking the reins in the role of. I'll be playing Jesus today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel at home. 
<laughs> uh, Captain Waltrip, actually, a.k.a. Jesus. <laughs> I was hoping you would say, but my Jesus likes to mumble rap. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big baby Jesus to you. <laughs> so I've talked with Jesse a little bit about uh, who Waltrip is, and I'm excited to hand over the reins to him and see how our character <laughs> develops. This is a bit of a backstory for that said character. Uh, in the in the plane of Persepolis, in the world of awful reboot that I, Clint Beisher, have created, and I'm so good at remembering backstories. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see what he does with it. We also have joining us the King of Chaos, Dave Callens, reprising his role as uh, Wood Elf Ranger Corpse. Uh, I will be joining the party and and lending my tremendous fighting skills to our adventure. I was hoping Dave was had created his character, the King of Chaos. I love <laughs> what a cool title. His kingdom is shitty, but <laughs> it's a cool title. Anarchy. And that voice right there is Damien Mercado. The staples and glue to Awful Neutral. Who will you be playing? I'll be playing Corn Pop, will you? I'm a old forest gnome and a wizard who... He thought his adventuring days were long behind him. He just wanted to go out into the forest, shoot cans, and make shower sodium for the locals. Full price, of course. <laughs> the right. return of shower sodium. Stop the podcast. I just want him to talk the whole, for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I could do that. I could spin you a yarn about the good old days back before you wouldn't have to look over your shoulder before popping a Werther's original and <laughs> punching down on people who had less power than you in society. <laughs> I was going to say, this is like Foghorn Leghorn in a Pepperidge Farm commercial. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon me. I got to go grab a dog by the tail and beat him with a two by four. Be right back. <laughs> I think you need to roll for that. No, it's one of his skills. <laughs> if you shoot him at the end, they'll call it a good movie. <laughs> so Damien's playing the colonel. That's nice. <laughs> oh, boy. I need to have a tour of service. Well, I am definitely excited for this adventure. Um, can't wait to see. Holy shit, this is so great. Uh, well, let's get the rest of our, our cast introduced. Our guest stars, Paige Wesley. So excited to have you on here. Uh, the multi-podcast rockin' Paige Wesley. Who will you be playing for us? Well, it's convenient that the colonel's here because I'm Mrs. Myrtle <laughs> Ann Abernathy, and I come from an alternate timeline where Lincoln lived and then we found out all kinds of weird shit. <laughs> Lincoln lived. I'd go back and take him out again if I could. <laughs> oh, wonderful to have you with us, Ms. Abernathy. I feel like Paige is basically her character on an actual cult that she's done on her podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we all have to have sex in one giant bed, but it's okay. And we all wear Lincoln's hat. Because of the holes in it. <laughs> How many cults were run by someone named the King of Chaos, by the way? I didn't know that. So far, only that, like, Norse heavy metal one that burned churches. But there is, like, one, so... <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> fucking metal. In fact, <laughs> speaking of which, Dave, where were you July 3rd? Yeah. Hey, hang on. <laughs> Let's not get off track here. We're, we're doing the insurance companies want to know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this is why we had you guys here. Um, the long I, con. I, 
It's been a sting. I put all some along. stuff together here, and I wanted you guys <laughs> to help Dave. us catch Dave Cal. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag bring Dave to justice. <laughs> King of Chaos, we're taking your ass in. Cold podcast undercover unit, you son of a bitch. Yeah, this is actually a cold podcast episode. Yeah, Dave, we need you to come on and play a uh, play a corpse. Yeah, that's what we need you for today, Dave. Yeah. Uh, oh, the reason. Uh, we don't need to do a podcast. We're just going to do intros the whole time, folks. <laughs> I'm here for that. I am too. I I gave like I wrote for days trying to come up with some good ideas for the, for you guys to have fun with, but we'll throw those out. And he came up with nothing, so this is it. We're doing intros. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get into some fun after we introduce the last but not least the my favorite giant Aquarian comedian. <laughs> Don't ask me how I know he's an Aquarian. Um, anyways, it's Armando Torres. Thank you so much for being with us. Hi. Who are you going to be playing? Wait, hold on. Did what you say I'm an aquarium? Aquarium. Aquari- and now I'm wondering if you guys like fucked. Did you sleep your way onto this <laughs> podcast? My birthday is late in January, and I saw his birthday was in like recently on Facebook. I'm like, oh, he's also an Aquarian. Oh, oof, that's, that's- sir, I'm a Capricorn. Oh, Capricorn! <laughs> I'm a I'm a Capricorn dog. You fucked up. Oh, good. Actually, I'm kind of glad I fucked up instead of being creepy and actually knowing your sign. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's this, uh, but I love how I went with that as your intro, nevertheless. No, that's great. Uh, the people need to know that I this might... This character's an Aquarian. Yeah, exactly. Uh, mm. I'm playing Drexlin, who's a, a dragonborn samurai. I haven't come up with a cool character voice. I'm just going to do this. He just sounds like that. He breathes fire, so he sounds like he smoked a thousand cigarettes. Awesome. That's perfect. He's gruff Armando. Went to the Salviesca school of voice work. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm an Aquarian. What's up? <laughs> I like long walks on the beach and murdering people. I'm a glass square that has fish in it, sometimes water, usually little pebbles of sand. A nice little castle. That was the horoscope this month. This goes far beyond anything that Sal ever did. What are you talking about? <laughs> Went to the Sarah Lee school of gruff voice. Sometimes I just eat whole bags of brine shrimp. Just fucking. Mm. Put a turtle in me. He's got an army of sea monkeys that he can command. Dragon doing a line of brine shrimp. Who who was that guy that had the pickle br- loved pickle brine? Oh, pickle Rick. No, 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 no. The, no, the cultist. Thinking, he's thinking of Timothy Levey. That's cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tim- <laughs> oh, Tim McVeigh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Timmy McVeigh's uh, warm pickle sauce. Yeah, yeah, warm pickle juice. He would just drink pickle juice as a kid, and he used to carry a jar of pickles around, and he would make other kids eat the pickles just so he could drink the juice faster. Um, and then he did the Oklahoma City bombing. Is there a correlation? I think so. I think Definitely. So. Absolutely. We should have known back in the day with the pickles. If you take a pickleback shot, I don't fucking trust you, dog. What are you yeah, planning? I would, I would consider you bad company off the album Bad Company by Bad Company. Thank you. <laughs> if you want to understand these inside jokes, go listen to our fucking podcast. Thank you. This whole thing's been a crummy commercial. Son of a bitch. Seems so. You would think. Hey, guys. I got some great news for you. Uh, We're about 14 minutes into recording and almost done with introductions. (laughs) 
Are we? Well, we had to find out who was a verbicorn. So, you know. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's a new record for us, you guys. My name is Clint Beicher, and I will be filling the role of Dungeon Nanny for this episode <laughs> as such. Clint is a Koreshian, by the way. <laughs> That's right. Seventh Day Adventist boy. Gross. I will be the Dungeon Nanny, and as such, we will be delving back into the plane of Persepolis, the demi-dog of time, and we will be learning about Wall Trip. Although this is a bit of a backstory episode for the side campaign I run for Awful Neutral Podcast, this episode should do well to stand on its own. At some point, each of you had your life saved by a demigod by the name of Persepolis, and in return, you helped this time-based deity with his charge of maintaining the stability of time. Because of certain restrictions placed on Persepolis, it is the job of your team to prevent certain time anomalies before they take place. To start today's adventure, we follow the newest recruit, as he meets the rest of the crew. So yeah, corpse, go ahead and describe your character better. You're walking into the ready room of the Stability of Time Enforcement Practitioners, better known as Steppers. Uh, is, is this before or after I died? Just for a point of order. So this is, this will be, you will have died and been brought on by Persepolis, given some training. Ah, yes, of course. My name, uh, I am Corpse, I am a Wood Elf Ranger, and I, uh, by appearance, I look like the character Link from uh, Legend of Zelda, <laughs> but much, much worse, very gaunt and skinny. Uh, I, I do not look like I should be alive. I am just very emaciated. However, I, I do not act that way. I, I act as a valiant fighter. I'm very confident. I have uh, a leather armor that gives off uh, an odorless smoke. I just happened to see that on the equipment log. I said, that sounds cool. I'm going to take that. <laughs> and I have a uh, my weapons. I have a long sword of warning. And I have a, a flaming short sword. I'm a very good fighter. I just, you will have to take my word for it. Canonically speaking, the, the flames or the smoke coming off of him should be stink lines, right? <laughs> smells like a rotting fucking corpse I like that he's got a sword of warning like I'm gonna hold this up I could stab you with it this is a warning he he misread odorless and he actually got odorous <laughs> uh, as it's customary for such introductions on this plane corpse shares how he almost died before Persepolis saved him. Yes, I pulled out my sword heroically and held it above my head like He-Man, knocking loose a stalactite which which fell and killed me. Yeah, and before it did, your sword went, Hey, look out! I'm giving you a warning! <laughs> There's a stalactite up there! <laughs> it's stalagmite hit you! All right. I'm not only a sword of warning, I'm an open mic comedian. <laughs> you guys like puns? I'll be here all night. <laughs> I've named this sword the Punisher because we're going to have to oh, listen to puns all night. Put some crickets in there. Dave's Thank sword you. of... Yeah, do it, do it. Dave, put away your sword of bombing. <laughs> Let's hear Never. your joke. Hey, that's going to be the name of the villain of this episode is the pun is sure. <laughs> yeah. I thought you said he put a lot of time into writing this. <laughs> no, he just said he wrote the word time a lot while writing this. <laughs> 
I, I wrote time a lot when I was, yeah. Dude, it's like in the movie Seven when they found all his journals, but in Clint's are all just the word time over and over, like thousands of entries. T number one M-E. No, three. That's it. It just took a lot of energy to remind myself what Persepolis was the god of. So I'm like, it's what is it? It's time. 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 And so... Uh, we're going to have a great time with that. Uh, By the way, he's saying time like the seasoning, just so you guys are clear. Oh, oh damn it. Okay. Oh, he's switching back everything. and forth. You guys just don't know. God of one single seasoning. Oh, man. I meant to join the God of Oregano's team. What am I going to do now? <laughs> he's much more useful. Uh, one time I tried to summon the God of Pot, and I got the God of Oregano. It was very <laughs> I paid like $20 for that bag of God. <laughs> Why does it smell like an Italian grandmother's house in here? <laughs> He's perfectly seasoned right now. Oh, my God. Don't worry. Paige and Wesley, this is normal. <laughs> Paige and Wesley. <laughs> yeah. Both of us. I'll let us know. <laughs> Armando, that comment Paige, was not for you. Wesley, Paige and Wesley. <laughs> Stop riffing immediately, please. <laughs> oh, damn it. No, no, no. You guys are fine. Please never stop riffing. This is perfect. Oh, uh, by the way, uh, Paige and Wesley and Armando, I guess. Mm -hmm. sure. um, sometimes, sometimes Clint will say something embarrassing or dumb, just like making a mistake and want to cut it in post. If we can sneak in a good joke really quick, <laughs> then he, he won't be it. able to cut it. I confirm that, Dave and Callens. That is true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Actually, I'll, I'll leave it in, and Damien and Mercado will will take it out. He saves my ass. I don't do it. Corpse shares this information knowing that it's a bit of a custom to let people know how you were about to die before Persepolis uh, saved you. He thinks it's a custom. It's actually very rude. <laughs> um, I've heard you say the damn story before, Mr. Corpse. Shut the fuck up about it. I'm trying to make some shower sodium over here. <laughs> and that is the voice of... I'm Mr. Corn Pop, will you? You can call me Corn, you can call me Pop. Call me Corn Pop. Describe yourself and uh, tell us, like, how long um, have you been an agent of Persepolis? Yeah, well, uh, about ten minutes. Uh, let me tell you what I was wearing first, and I can tell you how I got here. Uh, I'm wearing some leather overalls. Uh, not this the is like the worst type. sex phone ever. <laughs> <laughs> it, has a, it has a flap in the back. Uh, for outhousing and uh, and the easy access. <laughs> Sometimes at the most inopportune time, but high for but good for comic effect, the flap on my, my overalls will fall down. <laughs> I'm not wearing shoes. I'm barefoot. I'm not like one of them hobbits. I don't have the hairy feet. Just regular non-freaky gnome feet. He shaves his feet actually. <laughs> I'm wearing no shirts, just overalls and no shirt underneath, and a straw hat up top. And last thing I remember was uh, a bright flash of light when I let the heat source get too close to another uh, piece of combustibles while making my shower sodium for the community. <laughs> and next thing I know, I'm winding up here and getting the tutorial about saving time and everything, y'all. Oh, and how damn, I'm a gnome. What <laughs> <laughs> point of order? You're a gnome that. I, I have a question. 
Yeah, I was going to say, is shower sodium bath salts? Like, is that what yes, we're going with? Yes, Okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. A rose by any other name. <laughs> I thought Got you it. did. I thought you made, like, a thing that grew, like, super plants, and you were, like, a great part of your community, and you're like, no, I just like to get no. high. It's not that I don't, I a- it's not that I don't own shoes. I just, I ate them. <laughs> I am a cancer to my community, I can assure you. I do declare. At which point the back flap of his overalls falls. <laughs> Everyone takes one D4 psychic damage from that. Oh, you have a safety pin or something I can use? <laughs> oh my gosh. I hope this adventure right. requires you to speak a lot. She <laughs> <laughs> seems to take um, a, hit, a hit of my shower sodium and my eyes become X's. I'm silent for a bit. Whoa, Time to blast off! <laughs> Team Rocket, blast it off again! All right, Miss Miss Abernathy, corn pop, go to corn pop. you you have just witnessed uh, your compatriot uh, introduce himself to the newbie, the the novice on the block corpse. Why, hello there! Pleasure to meet you. Uh, I'm Mrs. Myrtle Abernathy. And I ended up here after a night at Ford's Theater where I heard that that president that's been causing so much war troubles was there for a play. And I went up to see for myself. And then wouldn't you know it, a bullet went through the back of my skull. I am actively bleeding all over my hoop skirts, but don't you pay it no mind. That's what the bonnet is for. Pleasure to meet you. (laughs) So wait, they missed that damn president? They did indeed, and then I found myself in the presence of a dog that looked like it was wearing bloomers, and now I'm here. I like that Paige decided her death wound is just part of her character. Yeah. (laughs) He's got a flap that hangs open. I've got an active bleeding head wound. I think I'm going to be sick. Semper Tyrannus. Oh! (laughs) Punished! (laughs) Hope you know your Latin. That is amazing. Thank you. Uh, actually, let's uh, continue that. Um, oh, shoot. Your, your name is uh, not Drax. It's uh, Drexlin. You've got quite a bit of blood coming out of your head. Why, yes. It's going to be a bitch to get out on laundry day, but really, that's not my problem. And you look like a fucking walking corpse. Thank you very much. Yeah, I fucking... Thank God he was talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this place. Oh, God, I hate this place so fucking much. Are you named after Dr. Drexlin, the mage gangster rapper? <laughs> Rap hasn't happened in my universe yet, apparently. Uh, I'm a- Way to yes and to that. Very well done. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't, the player, the guy playing me didn't want to admit it, but he's too young to get your reference, and he felt bad about it. <laughs> Uh, Drexlin, <laughs> by the way, uh, just for y- y'all to know, is like a seven foot tall uh, dragonborn wearing fucking also smoldering armor. Uh, and he just has a bunch of it. It's pretty much his like traditional armor. And he just 
is very Wait, upset. a bunch of it. Is he wearing like multiple sets of armor? Like, is it, yeah, like, he's layered up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like his mom was like, "It's gonna be, <laughs> it's gonna be war outside. Bring in armor." <laughs> Let me pin my gauntlets to your things. So you don't lose them. I wrote your name inside one of your armors. <laughs> no, well, he's dressed just, in layers. That's smart. He's he's wearing a full set of armor, and a lot of it is smoldering. So he also has the odorless smoke. Uh, and it's even worse. He's looking at uh, corpses. It's just like I didn't. You know, somebody probably should have given us a memo that you know. <laughs> can't, we should all you know wear the same thing. Uh, I died in a raid on my village, and um, God, I really need to get back. I want that to mean you were raiding your own village. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, I hadn't been there in years. Um, I'm just trying to get back as quickly as possible. And the dog said that if I did this, we could talk about it. So can we just, I don't like being dead. <laughs> My husband's been away at battle for some time. So I understand your desire to get home. Oh, that's crazy. Which side was your husband on? Let's not talk about it. <laughs> I think we know she was fine. He was on the right side. <laughs> the right side the of right the map side. or the right side of morality? <laughs> <laughs> I think this you is know. the war the war of elven aggression I, know what you're saying. <laughs> I wrote him a letter but I don't think it'll get that from a different dimension it just says my dearest Sebastian I've taken up with the neighbor and you know what it's best if I don't read this right now <laughs> I'd like a copy of that later <laughs> I know it's personal and all <laughs> <laughs> you give me some of that shower sodium and maybe we can talk <laughs> Just winks, <laughs> just winks and uh, thumbs his nose, like in a, I gotcha. Oh, I love these characters so much. Uh, thank you guys. You're, you're fucking killing it. I'm just sitting back here listening to you guys waiting to DM again, and there's no good point. You guys are oh, too good. Fuck your story, Clint. Uh. <laughs> we got our own thing planned. Oh, no, 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 no. I planned for this. <laughs> you can't plan for this. <laughs> hey, when I wrote time, time, time over and over again, it was for this right here. I knew what I signed up for, and I am here for it. Ah, that's fair. Drexlin, Drexlin nervously twiddles his thumbs because he's an Aquarian, you see. So he's <laughs> very impatient by nature. How much time exactly? Like four score and seven years of us riffing while we wait for your story? Well, as it turns out, your team expects to jibber-jabber for quite a while because, as everyone but Corpse probably knows... It could take days, weeks, or even months before a time crisis will rear its head. I like that Corn Pop got here 10 minutes before me and he knows more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because he's been opening that flap for extra information. <laughs> I just listened to the damn presentation. All the questions were answered there. He's basically he just shit. huffing Adderall, dude. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't miss a detail. Yeah, the, the, the introduction the, was very comprehensive. Corpse just didn't pay attention. Um, and uh, yeah, Corn Pop's one of the, the second newest member, and he's the most knowledgeable person so far on the w ongoings of events. But to be fair, Miss Myrtle has uh, a hole in her head. So, And I couldn't stop looking at the lady with the fucking hole in her head. <laughs> you know what? Bonnets only cover so much. It wasn't my fault that that damn actor had to like come up you know what it's fine sugar don't worry about it. i get it actors you, are the worst especially voice actors no respect for him whatsoever <laughs> which is why he's not doing a character voice let's not be too hard on them it's a it's a it's a talent you're born with 
Drexlin and Mrs. Abernathy have been on the same team for three years, and he Drexlin has still not gotten over the hole in her head. That's been his entire focus for three I years. I don't um, like being dead. <laughs> so he's been strung along by this fucking dog for three years to get what he wants? I mean, uh, not a lot has happened in the last three years. There's been a few minor time crises, as usual. You know, uh, most things go pretty smoothly. And Corn Pop shows up ten minutes ago and knows more than the dude that's been here for three years. I like this. This is yep, good. Corn Pop's <laughs> on top of it. To be fair, Drexel was distracted. Uh, I take a lot of shower sodium, and it actually, I've been here before, I think, a lot of shower sodium. <laughs> I think I've... I think I've into this dimension, uh, my, my consciousness. <laughs> Wait, he pulls so out a punch card that's got like seven punches on it. So your character died, and they were like, what did you see on the other side? And he was like, it looked like a PowerPoint presentation. My God. I'm going to be honest with you, it's boring as fuck. <laughs> Jesus is Windows compatible. My God. I was going to take notes, but I made this pie instead. <laughs> That's right. There's not a lot that goes on on the plane of Persepolis. Usually, anyways. Usually, things go by quite slowly, and it's quite boring here. This is Clint about to reveal he doesn't have an adventure. His computer crashed. It's all gone. It's just, you guys want to play foosball again in the rec room? <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Let me remove my gloves slowly. <laughs> you guys fully expect to be able to slack off as usual when your captain bursts into the room in an alarmed fashion in a way you have not yet seen any of you. Captain Waltrip, go ahead and introduce yourself. Oh, well, 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 I know I've been here for three years, but I never get used to it. He does have a powerful stutter. Quite a bit of time to formulate a thought before coming here. I don't enter rooms well. Chop of the morning. <laughs> You've just gotten alerted to a tier three, which there's only four tiers, a tier three potential time crisis happening. And you have the details of where that is. Tiers one and two are just the tattoos I got after killing that woman in prison. <laughs> 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 Do you have teardrops? I've got Please a tier three teardrops. emergency to tell you about in between your riffing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll let you know when we're done. I entered the room in quite a huff. It's, in a, it's an emergency, you see. And uh, But you, you, I see uh, uh, you all like to take your time. So uh, I will present myself. I am Captain Dudley Waltrip. Uh, I know I appear to be a giant minotaur, but... Uh, that's just how I appear today. And tomorrow, I might be like this. And then I turn into a dog in bloomers. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. Oh, I do believe we have met before. Oh, Hello. Hello, oh I lady. get it. It's like Quantum Leap, but like weirder. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, Dudley's. Wait like... a second. You're too young to know Dr. Dre, but you're throwing out quantum leap references? Oh. Get the fuck out of here. You said Dr. Dre. I thought you said Dr. Drex, and I was like, I don't know this Jewish rapper, but like, oh, more Jesus power to him, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Drex. Okay, never mind. I thought you guys could all take this step from Dre to. Never mind. I, for one, forgot about Drex. 
<laughs> Drex gets angry and he's like, motherfuckers always acting like they forgot about Drex. Damn it. <laughs> I gotta get back to my partner, Eminem. <laughs> In any case, it's a tier three emergency, it is. Yes, and I'm sure uh, our Dungeon Master Clinton will tell us what that means. Yeah, so you've gotten information from the Tube Works, which is this world's turbo hamster powered supercomputer bullshit. I've gotten information from a supercomputer bullshit. Mm. I'm doing this piecemeal no, because I don't have much of a memory. So, what did the AOL from- servers tell you? <laughs> I asked Clippy for advice. <laughs> oh, God, please tell me we fight Clippy at the end of this. Clippy's the big bad, you see. There's been uh, an alert that there's about to be a tier three time anomaly at the location of an arcane broadcasting station. At the location of an arcane broadcasting system, there happens to be a tier three emergency in time. Why am I so jolly? Because you're excited to, for some action. You're, you've been bored. I am. I've been here doing jack shit fuck all for many, many years. Are you ready? So. Is it in my universe? Am I going to go home? Uh, this actually will be the universe that you were uh, originally from, but many years after your village uh, incident happened. Ah. Uh, being a timey-wimey universe... This time crisis is going to start off in many, many years in the future. Have they figured out how to cure head wounds there? (laughs) No, but maybe they'll have finally invented hip hop. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to learn about Dr. Drexler. Listen, we've got to deal with this T3 emergency. But first, maybe we should uh, deal with your head wound. Let's go down the hallway and see Dr. Drex. (laughs) (laughs) At which point uh, you are informed finally, Miss Myrtle, that there's totally someone that can take care of your head wound. You've been here for like seven years and it just, you know, hasn't happened yet. Well, all this pussyfooting around is making me a little angry. You could have told me seven years ago. (laughs) You've been bleeding all over the the doctor's office every day for seven years. (laughs) We eat lunch with her every every day. I didn't bother to learn her name. Cut to a montage of Paige doing fun things with her head wound and deciding she wants to keep it because of all the adventures they've shared. <laughs> I keep extra arrows in there. <laughs> She's playing foosball. She hits the ball up and catches it in the hole. <laughs> Sometimes that's where I keep my chapstick. Myrtle and I, uh, Myrtle and myself refuse socialized medicine we refused anything we we we, we demand we demand to go broke paying for our health care otherwise it ain't health care damn it i'd prefer to only have the medicine of my time so if somebody could just give me a lot of whiskey and pray that'd be wonderful i hand her my flask i go here you go sister just shut up <laughs> i pour it directly into the wound oh god damn it oh. She's just slurring your speech immediately. <laughs> she somehow slurs your speech. That's how drunk she gets from pouring. Most of my brain's a mush, so. I don't know if I trust you, Paige and Wesley. Mm. <laughs> I can't trust somebody with two names. You will address me by my given name, Miss Myrtle Abernathy. Thank you. 
I'm not sure you all understand the gravity of a T3 <laughs> emergency. <laughs> I thought the dog said time is cyclical, but yeah, go on. I always thought it was a flat circle. <laughs> I thought we were like in like a, a pause menu right now. We could just jerk <laughs> off. No time is going. We're, we're losing it. It's running out. It's like 2.30 already. It's already been upgraded to a tier four emergency. <laughs> At which point... <laughs> At which point, Waltrip informs you. Now, this is not an ordinary broadcasting station. See, it's run by a very religious group, and it's uh, almost fanatics. They could be in a cult, they could. <laughs> he goes on to explain that the location where they put up the arcane broadcasting station is pretty strange. It's really remote and will barely be able to reach anybody within its range. It's called Eastern Texas. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're all going. Us, AOC, everybody, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all know that you have to deal with this situation rather than this demigod Persepolis because there's rules in place that prevent them from getting involved Unless the time crisis has already happened. So your team readies up, heads off to the portal room, and soon you arrive at the location of this remote arcane broadcast station in the far distant future in the land of Sostagaria. Can there be, a, at the arcane portal station, can there be like a, a guy who's in charge of it that's like Jeff Spicoli from Fast Times and he says... Listen, if I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it arcane? <laughs> Armando, you get that one? No, that one is lost on me. <laughs> I go as far back as Baywatch. <laughs> the information that you get on these time crises are is very limited. Uh, a couple of you have been on a couple missions. Drexlin and Miss Myrtle Ann have been on a couple. Captain Waltrip has been on numerous Missions. I've been on many crises, or as we call them, Chrysai. And Corp Pop, Corn Pop, and Corpse are the new cadets that are filling filling roles that have been lost in former missions. These missions can be pretty gnarly, but after so many missions, you're able to, you know, get your wishes fulfilled by Persepolis, it's and that's why Drexlin is here. For instance, my only wish is to hear Corn Pop talk more. <laughs> Step through the portal, arriving on site with a giant broadcasting antenna looming above you. Underneath the skeletal frame, you see a relatively small, almost hut sized little building that seems to be the operation station. I draw my sword. Attack! <laughs> Uh, Drexen follows, uh, he, he pulls out his sword and goes, Okay, what are we doing? What are we attacking? <laughs> Paint a picture. What what swords do you two have? Whip them out, gentlemen. Go ahead, Armando. <laughs> you first. You show me yours, I'll show you mine. Let me get my opera glasses first. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet down, Lady Cornpop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pull out my long sword of warning. Which, uh, it warns me of any danger in the area. Okay. Does it just sound like an old car alarm going off all the time? No, it's, <laughs> the, it's the open mic comedian sword. 
<laughs> Describe to me how how this interacts with you to tell tell you where danger is coming from and the intensity. Like, what do you see, hear, smell? How does it work? I like Jesse's take about the the car alarm that just never ends with like the the changing cadence of beeps that it does. Goop, goop. So you hear that from the location of like the densest trouble. Uh, the 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 noise just emanates from the sword itself. If there is danger, and if there is, the sword kind of like points my hand. The sword points itself in that direction. Oh, it's not like you're clicking your okay. car keys on the sword. <laughs> so <laughs> no. this noisy ass alarm starts going off from this new kid's sword. New kid. <laughs> um. Oh, the disrespect. And it points like so hard in the direction of this tiny hut. A motorcycle went by and triggered your sword. <laughs> Somebody keyed his sword. <laughs> We're gonna slash the tires on your sword. It's three in the morning. <laughs> this whole time, the most annoying sound is going on. Honestly, you guys, I just tune it out most of the time. I don't even hear it. Battery's gonna run out on your sword. <laughs> A lot of foley work going on. <laughs> Armando's got to draw his sword too. Oh yeah. Yes. So Drexlin draws his uh, flaming tongue long sword. Uh, and <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch! Are the same one. <laughs> well, not exactly. Your flame tongue is a short sword. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, it's not the size of the sword; <laughs> it's the motion of the fire. <laughs> and as he takes it from its sheath, it immediately ignites on fire. And he is also desperately trying to cover his ears with his other hand. Uh, <laughs> and he's just like, "What the fuck? Why? Oh, your sword is way louder than mine." <laughs> it's deafening. Doesn't what? your sword make any annoying noises? <laughs> I know. It just kind of goes like <laughs> when it lights up. It's pretty fucking badass, dude. <laughs> That's cool, actually. Uh, by the way, the sword doesn't make that noise. Drexel just makes it himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I take it out and I go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. oh, this is a cool sword, Drexel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a spoon at beatboxes. <laughs> Anybody want to see? Yes. Wow, we're like we're like a Keenan Thompson away from a new show on Fox. <laughs> Who's the best weapon? I feel like Corn Pop would be super excited to see a spoon. <laughs> pulls out a lighter real quick, and it's just like I play the spoons as well. I don't don't know about no hippity hop. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at the he looks at the spoon and my flaming sword and it gets an idea that just fucking yeah, yeah. sends him shivering. <laughs> I've got to get my shower soda. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I got to get high. I like the way we've uh, all approached this T three emergency. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess do we go into we follow the warning sword towards the warning? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Or did you have something to add, Corn Pop? Please, do. <laughs> Hold on, I think I might be able to handle this. Uh, I just want to pull out my hunting rifle and just shoot at the cabin. There we go. Problem solved. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> captain Waltrip, you are the captain of this okay. group. Take okay. charge. Tell them what All to right, do. All right, I'll take charge. I have to I have to change into my true form. I'm not actually a minotaur or a dog in bloomers. I'm an otter. And uh, let me <gasps> become myself. <laughs> What the fuck is an old? I'm actually a changeling. Uh, I'm an illusion wizard mm. slash changeling, and uh, I turn into a tiny, adorable otter, still wearing bloomers. 
<laughs> All right. And then he gives you those cute otter puppy eyes. Yes. Yes. I, uh, I wish my wife were here. I'd hold her hand and we'd float on our backs eating mussels. But for now, I say let's go inside this here uh, cabin. As he describes that, he illusions him with his wife. Exactly when he mm-hmm. describes the scene of him and his cute otter wife. But we're on uh, the lazy river at the <laughs> MGM <laughs> in Vegas together uh, on our backs with those little visors uh, on. Oi, this is nice. We needed this. <laughs> Life has been a real hassle, hasn't it? Oh, 2020. <laughs> Your wife's like, Oi, should we see David Blaine? And you're like, Are you fucking kidding me? Should we? Chris Angel. Cirque de Soleil, all the way for me. I like car. Manolo. I'm a car man. It's in between, it's in between them hitting uh, a, a mollusk with a rock on their stomach, this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I stole these mollusks from the uh, from the buffet earlier. <laughs> I did. Remember buffet? Anyway. And this is how Captain Waltrip goes about grabbing the command of his his subordinate officers. <laughs> Drexlin raises a sword and goes for buffets. <laughs> I might could do for some crab legs myself. <laughs> yeah, can we get in on that fantasy? <laughs> Let's all get in the lazy river. <laughs> and that lazy river leads to the foreboding hut. I love this image. We're all just scooting on our backs down this yeah. path, imagining we're in a river. Yeah. <laughs> this is the illusion that Captain Waltrip weaves for you. You all get to be otters. Yes, I, I actually cast like a... <laughs> Major uh, Corn Pop's here. butt flap is actually scooping dirt into his uniform, by the way. <laughs> oh, this is going to create hell at the outhouse later. He, does, he doesn't feel it now. He's wrapped in the illusion. So uh, a little bit later, he'll have some sand to shuffle out of his butt crack. Anybody else chafing in this lazy river? Am I the only one just chafing like crazy? <laughs> He's going to fight uh, with disadvantage. What's this water made out of? <laughs> Okay, uh, so you enter this little shack, and when you get inside, it opens up into an enormous, like, what are the the big crazy TV preachers? You know, they A mega this enormous mega church fucking location. I get the feeling this building wouldn't allow homeless people in during an emergency. <laughs> and then Corn Pop leaves. <laughs> It opens up to the top of this giant stadium and you are able to walk down on stage. On stage, you see a tiny silhouette of a man. This church is so large. I look at the room and I go, wow, this looks like a dungeon master really wanted to connect the podcast that they're featuring. (laughs) (laughs) I feel right at home for some reason. This is very nice. Yes, Dungeon Master must be very downright hospitable. <laughs> Let me cast this spell to further break the fourth wall. Because <laughs> you need spells for yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so I guess. Are there people in here? There's a there's a figure, one person on the stage, far away from us. But is there like a bunch of people yeah, or no? Every no. There's, like, nobody. The lights are on. It looks like it's ready to broadcast. Um, Go ahead and, actually, before I say too much more, go ahead and everybody roll me perception checks. Because y'all could see that the lights are on, even if you roll a natural one. But... Uh, 
Corpse has rolled a 23. 16. Corn Pop rolled a four. He's uh, getting into snake handling. Oh, I'm going to snake handle so hard in here. The shower soda was kicking in. <laughs> I rolled a 28. Hot damn. God damn. There it is. That's amazing. There it is. Hell I feel yeah. like Corn Pop is just still in the river. <laughs> <laughs> you have a plus eight uh, perception? Plus nine. Plus nine. God, I've got a plus seven. I I basically, I didn't know what I was doing, so I just made my character super smart, and I was like, maybe this will help. (laughs) But then decided she was shot in the head, so. Super wise. Druids love their wisdom. Perception is wisdom, yeah. So you are wise, you're not smart. (laughs) Um, It's a good way to be. I am offended. Oh, fuck you too, Clint. You know what? I I didn't have to do this. Goodbye. Boy, I am dumb as shit, but I have lived a lot of life, okay? Paige Paige Wesley, from everything I can tell, you're very smart. Your character (laughs) has been shot in the head. You don't get a a hole in the head without doing something wacky, let me tell you. They didn't let ladies go to college in my time. Oh, boy. Back in my day, it was illegal for a woman to get shot. I barely learned to read because I didn't want my father's wrath, but damn, can I birth babies? Also, I was shot in the head. <laughs> that that as well, that as well, with a musket too, and made an awful mess of my brain. Uh, Surprisingly, that so, was not a factor. I'm leaning on you guys, Paige and Armando and Wesley. <laughs> All three of us. The whole crew. So um, both of you rolled quite well on uh, your perception checks. Corpse did as well. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, oh, I got a 16. I'm, I'm not shit. I got 23. That's decent enough. Uh, and so, yeah, Corpse, you see this as well. I'm not sure if you know this person. I'm going to go ahead and say Miss Myrtle Ann Abernathy is aware of who this is. So, Paige, who are we going with for this? Some uh, pun version of, you know, some awful mega church. Dude. Yes. Oh my, it's Ghoul Oldstein. <laughs> <laughs> the ghostly visage of the pastor that wouldn't help people, even though the Bible totally says to help people. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, got it. Perfect. So okay. So, yeah, it's Ghoul Oldstein <laughs> that we see at the bottom of the ramp of this giant mega church monstrosity building uh you relay that information to the group how do you approach this singular man well i'd recognize that (laughs) mouthful of teeth anywhere and so i attempt to load my crossbow because i don't have a sword i just have a crossbow um Mm -hmm. and i try to shoot him straight away all right then i'm assuming i have to roll for that Yes. Yeah, you're going to try to turn him into Killeth Copeland. Hey. Hey. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Not as good. <laughs> uh, I'm going to help you out here. Okay. So right now, from where you are, you are too far away in this giant mega church stadium to be able to have an effective attack. Um, and with your giant 28 perception check, you notice that he hasn't quite clocked you guys yet. So, uh, well, 
yeah, you do with that information what you Quick. will. That's that's very unlikely with the car alarm going on and the fire <laughs> sword that's been waving. Oh, you guys don't. I, I'm sorry. Uh, I assumed you guys put that away. How? Why should I do that? I should assume you didn't. As it, as it. I'm too nice of a dungeon nanny. I want to protect my children, but no, you are right, Armando. Uh, did you guys put put your shit away, or did you leave it going on? Chief, your rave soul. I think we had to because we traveled down the lazy river, and they would have rusted? Question mark. It would have punctured the inner tubes. Yeah, there you go. Glenn, I'm glad you glad you asked that question because I uh, I did put my warning sword away, but I pulled out my flaming sword. <laughs> and mine is I've got the flame tongue short sword similar to Armando but mine's like a, an arm blade almost like Wolverine just comes out of my oh. uh, I don't sleeve. know if you know but Ghoul Oldstein doesn't take kind of flaming swords uh, <laughs> I, I think I think if we all pretend to be poor he won't see us <laughs> I, cast, I cast a major illusion to make us all seem poor it, it it didn't have any effect on Drexlin. He's just poor. He's just already poor. Corn Pop's outfit becomes nicer. <laughs> We're all still the same. I just say that. I say I cast an illusion to make a soul appear poor. I, <laughs> I put my hand on the captain's shoulder and I go, Hey, hey, hey! Thanks for that. You didn't need to call me out. <laughs> I'm still in all um, bloomers, so yeah. <laughs> we just appear poor. Well, corpse all. Corpse is really intent on fighting, and uh, this this actually the flaming sword. It actually takes like a, a magic word to make the flames come out. And so Corpse's word, he pulls a sword out and he yells, Leroy Jenkins! <laughs> and he charges ahead, flames spewing everywhere. Those words have power. <laughs> I knew Leroy. I love the, I love what's going on. You guys are at the top of the stadium and uh, you guys maybe we're about to plan your... We were going to strategize. I guess we see why he's a corpse. The newbie corpse raises his flaming sword up high, yells Leroy Jenkins, and charges into battle. Um, I just shake my head and say, I blame myself as captain. You guys can ch still choose to roll uh, stealth checks. Uh, corpse has forgone that option, but there's a chance that he'll only see Corpse and not the rest of you. Uh, Drexlin, upon seeing this attack, doesn't want to be uh, overshadowed, so he just raises his sword and yells, For the buffets! And it catches on fire again. <laughs> and he charges in right after uh, Corpse with a sword that is, by the way, canonically a few inches bigger. So. <laughs> oh, for sure. It's the girth that's most impressive. <laughs> I turn back and I wink and I go, thank you kindly. <laughs> uh, I just rolled a three for stealth, so I'm going to try and use my feminine wild. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I'm going to go ahead and say you have advantage because um, Waltrip cast a spell making everyone look poor. And mm. that's right. on top of that, there are two knuckleheads with flaming swords charging at him. You might have an easier time of Got it. going unnoticed. So Goldstein looks up and he sees me not holding a flaming sword, but holding food stamps running towards him. <laughs> 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 he does, yes. On a second roll, it's a 14. Okay, there's a lot going on. If you see in other people, there's you, you think that maybe you have a chance of getting up there without being seen. Um, and I just you didn't uh, like trip and fall on your face like you would have with a three. Can I just cast invisibility on myself? 
Okay. Uh, like, with her first role, her idea of being stealthy was like showing more cleavage, you know, <laughs> backing up the skirt, showing more leg. <laughs> it's not so much stealth. It's like I'm not a threat. I'm I'm something else happening. Yeah. Mm. I'm not connected to that guy. <laughs> I'm not with them. Clearly, I'm not poor. Yeah. <laughs> Drexlin comes running in with a sword, but it looks like a piece of paper that just says, I invested in GameStop stonks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sending a message. <laughs> Hold the line, Drexler. <laughs> And I believe I heard Captain Waltrip uh, cast Invisibility. Well, I think it's probably unnecessary if they're all running in with flaming swords. Um, I, yeah. You know. Waltrip uh, does his usual move and, and stays in the back. Yeah. <laughs> his usual move of cowardice? Yes. <laughs> I normally cower behind uh, lunatics with flaming sword. He knows his role. He knows his role. He's very talented. And so at this point... You guys are running in. Oh, I think uh, Corn Pop, what'd you get on your... Uh, are you trying to stealth in? What are you up to? Um, Corn Pop already looks poor. As a matter of fact, that illusion made Corn Pop look nicer. Like, he has shoes on now. They're terrible shoes, but he has <laughs> shoes now. He has a... Um, I like how poor is an upgrade for him. <laughs> he has a wife beater shirt on underneath his overalls now. Uh, he nice. has underwear, like tidy whities with a hole in it on the back flap of his... Uh, thing. Like He actually looks classier now. Oh, thanks for the upgrade, Waltrip. Um, yeah, that lazy river really cleans you up nice. Yeah, well, I have a plan. Uh, back in uh, back home, uh, whenever we had somebody who was doing the community wrong, we would start a fire in his house, and I'm going to do just that. <laughs> and I'd like to just, like, as everybody's charging, I want to take a second, I want to use a firebolt spell, and I want to try to light one of these pews on fire. And hopefully this fire will just continue to build. As we as the venture continues, are we even sure this is the danger? By the way, uh, it is now. You can roll an intelligence check, or I ain't a fan of mega churches. Anything that ain't a snake handling cult is something I ain't a fan of. I'll burn that shit down on principle. What are you, a Unitarian? Drexlin is also very anti-religion, so it's that's this is fitting in. But as he's running in, he does what did you say? An investigation check? Intelligence. You don't have time to investigate. All right. And just to be clear. Um, Corn Pop is burning down the building. We're all inside. Am I getting that right? I got okay. uh, a nat 20, a and I, I crit on 19s, too. <laughs> you got a nat 20 minus one for your intelligence and I, check. And I crit on 19 and 20. It's one of my things. Well, I think that's just for attacks. That's okay. You still got a crit. Fuck yeah. It's what's on the die that determines a crit. So, yeah, you just crit on your intelligence check with that 19 and previously you rolled a pretty good 16 for your perception check and now normally Drexlin might not put something like this together maybe he's on edge because of this new kid also wearing smoking armor and also wielding a flaming it's just, sword it's just the Drexlin's got his eyes peeled for bullshit and there's something not right with this scenario You've seen some illusions, and this isn't Gould Old uh, Gould Oldstein. This is someone pretending to be Gould Oldstein. He sounds Jewish. He does. <laughs> it's Gould Otherstein. <laughs> I halt in my tracks and I go, wait, 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 wait. 
To who? To him? To, to, to everyone. Him. To just the general room. Corpse does the cartoon screech to a stop. I mean, it's too late. I'm pretty sure we're on fire. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm putting out the fire with my hand. <laughs> God damn it, are we lighting a fire or not? <laughs> Armando peels a mask off and says, I'm the real ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> <laughs> it, it took him this long to realize wait a second I'm that guy <laughs> <laughs> and your mangy corn pop if it weren't for my meddling self that wait I what <laughs> I, just, I just was here to rob this place of copper piping I don't know what the hell you're talking about Solid Scooby-Doo riffs aside, when Drexlin makes his proclamation, the form of Ghoul Oldstein suddenly shifts, growing four times in size while changing shape to be that of a demonish giant of a man wearing combat boots, blue jeans, and a t-shirt with an elongated stylistic cartoon skull. Wearing the classic arrow through Jesus. the head headband. <laughs> Very impressive seeing through my little ruse. But unfortunately, it is too late for you. I am the great demon. Well, I'm not going to give you my true name. But you can call me the pun is sure. Mother of God. Duh. I am not going to call you that. Boo, I say. He's a bit of a grower, not a shower. Jesus. <laughs> a total Capricorn, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and you have fallen into my trap. <laughs> uh, wait, how much distance is there between us and him? Um, I'm going to say since you noticed this and called out immediately on your way down, you were trying to keep some distance. Yeah, I, I would so assume. I just look at him who is yards away, and I just go, I mean, not not fully. I could just walk back right now. <laughs> not even that close to you. <laughs> is it a trap door? Like, what is it? A tripwire? Uh, if you look back, the the door is gone uh, that you all walked through. There, You don't see a single exit to this giant room that you're in. Oh, yeah, because I need a door. I'm a seven-foot dragon man. I'll fucking bust through your fucking wall. Oh, yeah, sure. Go ahead and try. I'd like to see it. So would I. Corpse also speaks up. He kind of looks around. He's like, uh, is, is it just me, or has he not said any puns at all so far? He's, he's not very good. Yeah, no, he <laughs> talked in rhyme, like, once, but that was it. Um, I think we I think we knocked well, him off his script. You know, uh, <laughs> hey, I, I, you know... About that, I actually don't make puns. I, I just have, like, super magical abilities over puns. So... He absorbs our puns! <laughs> Can I shoot an arrow while he's talking? <laughs> yeah, shoot an arrow. Do we roll an initiative, or do we... Um, well... I enjoy this banter, but... Or you, there's, there's an evil guy making an evil monologue. You could either try to, uh, get information from him during this monologue, or you could try to attack him. Is there a, a, a demon who has power over observational humor? 
Oh yeah, my my brother uh, Jerry. He's pre- uh, I should have said his actual name. He's, uh, good news, guys. Yeah, he's really great. He can actually uh, make observational humor as well. Unlike me, who can just empower puns I hear. I've seen your, I've seen your demon brother Carrot Top perform prop demon comedy. <laughs> You're probably your mother's least favorite child. If this is a theme. No. <laughs> Jeff Dunham, Jeff Dunham is still, <laughs> still the worst demon, Jeff Dunham. I mean, truly, we do not like talking about him. It's really embarrassing. Corpse puts an arrow into his bow and pulls it back, and he says, uh, my puns are a little more pointed. <laughs> I want to shoot an arrow at him. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should have his the job. The pun is sure. Here's the voice of his brother going, what's the deal with that? These <laughs> 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 oh, oh, demons. As you say that, the arrow turns from being an arrow into like a pointer from a mouse being empowered by his pun magic to change. And uh, I mean, a pointer is still arrow shaped. I can. Well, I'm not done. It, cl- it right clicks him. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Dave. It is still pointy. And after you shoot it, instead of following a normal trajectory, it loops back up as if someone is controlling the pointer with a mouse and the arrow turned pointer flies up back around and over your head and knocks off a giant stage light which falls down and crushes hang on hang on little freeze frame of corpse looking straight up oh (laughs) shit this again (laughs) it knocks off the stage light above corpse's head and crushes him to death oh shit (laughs) Oh, lights out. (laughs) At which point, and you've never, none of you have ever seen this before, at which point suddenly you see another corpse pop up, but he's like flashing in and out of existence for a little bit. Like, I don't know, maybe like uh, Link after he dies. Like, for example, if you were to play Legend of Zelda and Link died and respawned. Something like that. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Yes, exactly okay. like that. Right. He just like flashes back in and out of existence until he come full, full, uh, becomes <laughs> solid again. He's like, uh-uh, this again. <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> what in the hell? That was Link dying, but it sounds extremely yeah. <laughs> sexual. <laughs> I guess the old school Link just orgasmed whenever he died. Was that Kid Link? No, it's from 64. That was amazing, by the way. <laughs> wow. I am uncomfortable. Is there an HR in our group? <laughs> Armando, are you sure that's not a hentai clip you just played? I missed something. I definitely missed something. I'll tell you that. Okay, so uh, Corpse just died and respawned. I just said, uh, your warning show didn't work. <laughs> oh no, he definitely warned us there was danger here and uh here we are. It was, it was very accurate. <laughs> Good thing um, you picked up that extra life before we headed in here. You know, I did I didn't I didn't understand why you were breaking all those pots, but now I get it. I thought you just <laughs> I thought you had a deep hatred for that scene in Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you ate that green mushroom. I was wondering what that was about. <laughs> so, uh, you see, I do indeed have power over puns. 
You make a pun, I can turn it on you. So, <laughs> be careful! <laughs> also, um, you see this arcane broadcasting station actually was Ghoul Oldstein's, but, um, I stole it from him. In order to tap into alternate realities, television shows, and create puns out of them. And suddenly, you all find yourselves on a soundstage as part of the background dancing crew for a very famous fantasy music video sung by Cringy Larper. Mm. Girls just want to have puns. <laughs> This is amazing. I actually have a plus 11 for dancing, so I'm very excited. (laughs) Corn Pop's butt flap falls down. (laughs) But he has imaginary underwear on now. Yeah, it's it's not clean underwear, but it's underwear. (laughs) Some would argue even more comedic. I press to digitate his underwear clean. (laughs) <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Hey. It was a couple of skid marks. Here you go. You were soiled. Even though it's your illusion <laughs> that you created and you should have power over it, as soon as you clean them, they just pop back into place. It's like there's something magically dirty about corn pop. It's strange. It's not magic. He shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> go and pop your magically disgusting. <laughs> no, nobody takes away my skid mark. I'll put it back in real time. <laughs> Now that, that there, that was a T3 emergency. (laughs) (laughs) I I wave my hand in front of my nose and I go, smells like tier two, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) That's a fine. No, that's wordplay. It's different. No. It's going to use your own shit against you. Uh, yeah, it rains shit drops over Drexlin's head. Uh, No, that was wordplay. <laughs> oh, it's a Mississippi spritz. Close enough. That's how my magic works. Sorry, not sorry. This is now exactly like the Cindy Lauper video. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, down to business. Right. The way this is going to work is I'm going to need you guys to do a decent job of entertaining in order to move on to the next scenario. So for this one, I'm going to need a group performance check. <laughs> is that a thing? It is. It's when everyone rolls a performance check. Roll performance check, everybody. Oh, sweet. All right, now, real quick before the roll, um, remember if you can think of something with a spell or some ability that you have, anything creative that you can come up with to improve your odds, you might just be able to get some advantage on this roll from me. Oh, and it can even be something to help someone else instead of yourself. Okay. Who wants to go first? I have an advantage for persuasion already. Um, performance. But I'm going to take my top off. Or performance, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'm going to take my top off. off just in case. Oh, no. Just in case. Oh, no. Or when you say top, are you taking your shirt off or are you taking the bonnet off and being like, look at my tight little hole? <laughs> Both, because I don't know what he's into, uh, but that is how I rolled a 24. You, I, I mean, you can go ahead and roll again. You might even get better than that. Mm, yes. 26. Oof. There you go. All right. So you're on a good start. Drexlin. Oh, uh, actually, when you let me let me uh, flesh that out a little bit, if you will. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, Miss Myrtle and Abernathy, describe yourself a little bit more in that you're a 
a what is it? A druid and a wood nymph. Yeah, canonize those titties, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Not the first time Armando said this that. Is for, this is for the fan artist, girl. <laughs> At which point her tits turn into cannons. Uh, get out of my brain. Uh, <laughs> that works to our advantage. <laughs> I was always known as a comely lass. I would lure men into the woods to get the things that I needed from them. And so I have a pretty good track record for letting them titties fly and getting the things that I need. You treated her head already, right? We for- <laughs> Oh, no, I'm still openly bleeding. She, she refused treatment. <laughs> you could say it's like my moon times, except it's... Upstairs. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a it's a whiskey hole. Leave it alone. <laughs> she did pour whiskey into it earlier. It's also a risky hole. Oh no! <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. She had a great roll, so uh, we got four more people. Show me what you got. Show me what you've got. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, Corn Pop is going to use a level one spell, disguise self. And he is going to remain himself, but he is going to be wearing the Dick Van Dyke one-man band suit from Mary Poppins. And uh, he's just, because uh, in his mind, that's just, this is the coolest thing. Where, where, uh, you know what's cooler than playing one instrument? Playing every instrument at the same time. Take it away, Cringy Lopper. I'll be here. I'll be your percussion, your woodwind, your everything. I almost roll. gave you disadvantage, but <laughs> like imagining this. <laughs> This one dude that's the instrumentalist, I think it kind of fits. So you do have advantage. You, you also have advantage uh, to getting in the green room because you've got access to drugs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I imagine like after the when, the when the music's done though, I'm I have disadvantage on everything because I'm just a, a ton of noise for every the most minor movement. Uh, I'll roll my performance check. All right, a twelve. Just so I have this in my head right, so you're like one of those guys on the street in New Orleans that just has an instrument on every appendage, and you just walk around. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins. Yeah. Now, it, is it, was that with uh, advantage, Willier? Oh, that was not. Can I help him? Oh, he helped himself. He's good. Corn <laughs> Pop stands at his own two feet. Uh, he's, he's he's rugged. Uh, my spirit animal is a folksy saying of, over a picture of Sam Elliott. <laughs> my hero. Natural 20. There you go. Nice. Okay, so we got a 26 and we got a natural 20 adding up to 20. Um, I'd be killing it in percussion. You guys do your thing. He just hits a quick drum solo real quick. <laughs> the secret... That's- is amphetamines. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are clearly killing it. All right, Corpse, what do you got for me? As a ranger, I've got hide in plain sight where I can use my surroundings to help me stealth. Although I'm not trying to stealth, I'm just going to use my ability to use my natural surroundings. And I actually rolled also a natural 20 plus 8, so I got 28. Dear, your stealth check? That was my performance. Okay. You one wow. upping motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Having... Having modifiers is nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got a 26, a 20, and a 28. You guys are killing this. This is the best. You just made girls just want to have puns even better. So so Drexlin uh, watches the now naked uh, Miss Myrtle. And uh, is that that's your character's name, right? I'm not fucking it up. Mrs. Myrtle Abernathy. Thank you. Thank you. We just call her Lady Cornpop. <laughs> 
That could get confusing. Uh, Drexlin <laughs> looks at uh, her uh, cannon cannons and uh, also <laughs> apparently the drummer from fucking Motley Crue just going ham over there. <laughs> Corpse doing his thing and he's just like really upset because he doesn't know where he fits into this and he, and he remembers that, you know, he's a champion uh, and so he has like a flair and then also uh, he can breathe fire so he just decides to fucking uh, use his fire breath as uh, what are they called? Uh, pyrotechnics. Mm. He's gonna provide awesome. pyrotechnics. So I'm rolling a performance check. Let's see. At advantage. 15. Yes, definitely get advantage for Let's that. Try it again. Come on, baby. Fuck you. It's a 15. <laughs> 15. 15's not bad. You're just up against two natural 20s and a 26. 15 on pyrotechnics is technically good. Yeah, Drexlin is literally breathing fire and he's still not the most attention-grabbing thing in this group. <laughs> I mean, have you ever seen cannons try to fit into a bra? I mean, who would, would look away from that? Basically, there's already bursts of flames going on and you're just like, one more. <laughs> yeah, plus... Like, with me rolling a natural 20 plus 8, like, I'm the Marky Mark to you guys, Funky Bunch, is what's really <laughs> happening here. <laughs> like, Corpse is featured heavily, and as well as Miss Abernathy. <laughs> the camera is right up in their mugs, and Corn Pop is in the background of nearly every shot, just tweaking away. Is there an audience watching this? Um, this is like a music video, uh where you're on a soundstage being filmed by camera people, but at the same time, you're also just yourselves, and also you are in the actual world the video's depicting. Oh, and you're somehow aware of the viewer's okay. response. Are there background dancers uh, around who are girls who are looking to kill us once we make a pun? Um, strangely, no. Even skipping a uh, perception check, as best you can tell, this seems to just be keeping you busy, some kind of distraction. This is like a fun side quest. Like, this is, yeah, this is fun. So this guy that just threatened you just made it so you guys are having a blast. Hey, Corpse, you died a second ago. Now we're in a music video. This is crazy. This is how it happens. This is how we make it. And uh, with that corpse, yeah, uh, what are you doing to try to keep this performance on track? I'm sorry, I meant uh, Captain Waltrip. Uh, Captain Waltrip stares at the busty, topless wood elf. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, w I wanted to try something um, and cast a spell called Hypnotic Pattern, uh, which is a, a twisting pattern of colors that weaves through the air inside a 30-foot cube within range. The pattern appears for a moment and vanishes. Each creature in the area who sees it I would assume maybe anyone watching the broadcast. Um, seeing the pattern must make a wisdom saving throw on a failed uh, save. The creature becomes charmed for the duration. I'd like to charm the audience. Man, you just made that all up. Charm that's crazy. everybody that's watching us uh, to enjoy. Drexlin, Drexlin sees him doing... Charming a bunch of creatures. <laughs> Drexlin sees him doing this light show and is like, Oh, come on! <laughs> this is my thing <laughs> alright so I need everyone to roll uh, what is this the throw wisdom? yeah wisdom 18 I rolled a 28 oh fuck off I rolled a 2 <laughs> I'm gonna uh, 
roll 10 saves and and with that tell you what percentage of people fail their saves that are watching this. Let's see who's job by yours truly. What's the saving throw again? 18 wisdom. 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 I know, but what number? 18. God damn it. I rolled a fifth. Corpse rolled a 15. Well, you're already charming. Good move, Waltrip. You uh, looks like you hypnotized a bunch of rubes. <laughs> it's like at the carnival, right? Corn pop. <laughs> uh, I just rolled 10 d20s, and I got a 20 and a 17, and I imagine on average people have a little bit of a modifier, so only 20% of everybody that is witness to this broadcast isn't charmed. It's not charmed, okay. okay. It is not charmed. Oh. Worship, you sly devil. So 80% of them are charmed, including Drexen, who's just like, yeah, that was great, man. Holy shit. I thought the water was cool. Oh, you're so fucking cool, dude. Should I roll my performance uh, to dance along to this video? Um, Yeah, you can go ahead and definitely roll your performance at advantage. And also, as a changeling, do I look like one of the Cindy Lauper backup dancers instead of an otter and bloomers? Exactly. You can look exactly however you want. I love your feathered hair. You didn't see Cindy Lauper's music video with otters in it? That was time after time. <laughs> I rolled a, uh, do I get advantage or no? At advantage, definitely. Okay, I got a 25 for performance. Okay, and and because of the charming half, like 80% of everybody, um, I'm going to give you a bonus to that. You you got a 30. Um, mm, nice. So you definitely make up. feathered hair and the whole get up. I want to have leg warmers on for no reason. And, uh. Really, Olivia Newton-John style. You do have part of your party charmed, but that's nothing new to them. They get charmed by you all the time. You're a very charming <laughs> wizard. That's why you're the captain. Captain Waltrip's getting physical. Let's get physical, physical. I wanna get physical. And with that, um, this scenario resolves, and you see the pun is sure for a second being like, Oh, oh crap! I didn't find a better thing. Uh, go with this. Your brother wouldn't have had this problem. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like he threw you the first pun-related program he could find, and you busted through it so quickly that he has to give you a relatively easy next challenge. Um, and with that, suddenly you guys are inside of a courtroom. Um. And oh damn! This is like a you know reality TV show style courtroom, and you hear the bailiff uh, say, "All rise for the honorable Judge Hootie and the Blowfish." <laughs> oh great, another music video. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sovereign citizen. I do not recognize this court or its authority. <laughs> I would like to remark that dolphins also make me cry. I see a yeah. tattoo. <laughs> oh, can do I forgot good... to put my shirt back on. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> on the nipple was a bold choice for tattoo locations. <laughs> Don't I know it. <laughs> That's what you got to go through to be, uh, uh, what's it called? A... Um... A dildruid. Dildruid? You're a dildo-based oh druid? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what that only Indio staff? Yes. Wood nymph. Wood nymph. Uh, they're on the ends of my arrows. 
<laughs> Shoot to kill the little death. As I'm becoming more and more sure that you're actually a wood nympho. This is... Division, <laughs> <laughs> your arrows have a flaccid and erect setting. <laughs> yeah, it depends on the distance I want them to go. <laughs> How's uh, Hootie sound again? I want to try to... You and me would come from different worlds. Oh, yeah. like, let me we hear that song and all of us immediately connect with it as people who come from different worlds. <laughs> Call me crazy and don't know why. I got yeah, a hole in my head. I'm going to die. <laughs> and there's nothing I can do. I'm bleeding oh, all over you. <laughs> I hear she does country now. <laughs> I also made a pun about nymphos a while back. I don't know if you want to make that come out of my mouth, too. <laughs> oh, that was him, too? Ugh. I think we've seen enough about your mouth. How about down south? My butt flap opens. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I can tell he worked out. It's a, it's a, fighter's, it's a fighter's butt right there. But, uh, so much definition. You can tell he doesn't like... skip leg day, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'm, you know, I don't swing Dragonborn, but I respect art where I see it. <laughs> Your ass is art. I'm just lucky that yesterday was tail day. <laughs> <laughs> you seem a bit sore. Ah, uh, for me, every day is tail day, if you know what I mean. <laughs> High five, corpse. High five. <laughs> Order in the court. Everybody pay attention. There we go. <laughs> Defendant, you gotta prove you didn't get knocked out with one punch. Oh, that's right. This is going on. <laughs> is Darius Rucker here? Oh my god. We're not even the famous people on this podcast anymore. No, we still are. The case levied against you is that one of you bet someone that they could punch you and you wouldn't get knocked out. And they bet you that if they hit you with one punch and knocked you out, you owed them $2,000. It was corn pop. Take him. The rest of us should go. <laughs> this, Will, this little gnome just gets laid out with a punch. <laughs> it was corn pop. Who now? Bam. <laughs> Will one of you take a single punch from the um, plaintiff? The plaintiff. Where I come from, we don't hit women unless we're inside and no one's going to know about it. Baby, this yeah. is Hootie in the Blowfish yeah, territory. Cool. We say, let her cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's bad. Oh, no. And the plaintiff, plaintiff that has a court uh, case against you is a giant half-orc, or a half-ogre, um, which is a 12-foot-tall, large... Oh, plaintiff. fuck. Orc is ready. Are we saying he has to punch us, or we have to punch him? He has to punch one of us, I think. Right? He has to right. punch one of you, and if you do not go down with a single punch, then you win the case, and he actually owes you $2,000. Rourke is ready. Oh. He doesn't look so tough. It's just one single punch? Yes. From this tall bitch? <laughs> I'm on it. I already called it. Uh, corpse <laughs> dying for this. You got this, corpse. <laughs> I believe in you, and then maybe after you could buy a new mattress with that two thousand dollars. <laughs> I, I I raise my hand for the court, and I go just to be clear, because I want to be absolutely certain we're clear of the terms. If he <laughs> takes a punch and then is still alive in any form, then we get two thousand dollars. 
and free Hootie and the Blowfish tickets. <laughs> well, and I think it's time, which is another Hootie and the Blowfish song. I looked, <laughs> I looked up a bunch You've of You've named all three at this point. <laughs> now, hold on. That's another Hootie and the Blowfish song. <laughs> Not one that anybody knows. No, except for Google. <laughs> Google's got four and then a question mark. Yeah, I put Seymour songs and it just directed me to a therapy website. <laughs> the first hit is just his name isn't Hooting. <laughs> Who knew? Are you, sure you, are you sure you weren't just looking for Wagon Wheel by Darius Rucker? Yeah. <laughs> are you sure you want to see the rest of the discography? It says oh, related geez. searches to Hootie and the Blowfish are how do I get over issues with my stepfather? <laughs> <laughs> At this uh, point, the half-ogre has walked up to your group. Now, uh, Corpse jumps in front. Does anyone else do anything to take the punch instead? Yes, I step back a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I hang with Drexel. Teammates stick together. All right. This ogre pulls back his massive fist in order to make this punch. Can I cast a spell? All right. But you're going to have to roll initiative to get this off because he's already raring and ready to go. So this will be an initiative off for you to get something before he punches. Corpse also just says just to, sort of to the room. He's like, you know, this is how Houdini died. <laughs> I rolled a 22 for initiative. This guy actually rolled a 19 plus 5, so he's going to get to get this attack off before um, Captain Waltrip, unfortunately. Oh. Then there's no point. <laughs> yeah, forget it. Let me see if I have a resurrection <laughs> spell. <laughs> Can you comically do something after Dave's killed? Like, haha. <laughs> so he pulls his fist back, and as he goes to punch, like some... Iron Man style <laughs> nano ar armor covers his right arm full of all of this magical armor style stuff. My right and arm? It's like the Hulk Buster. No, the the half Damn it. It's like a Hulk Buster arm, which is he's already got a huge arm. Uh, it goes up and he has a rocket punch that just fucking smashes what was that, but corpse. Hang on, what's my role to survive? It's like the stalactite all over again. <laughs> Go go ahead and roll a dexterity saving. I do want to cast something after. Shouldn't this. it be like a constitution or something? Since I'm taking the punch. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. Go. Ahead. That's that sounds good. Take the punch. You have to take the punch. So uh, it's a much lower modifier, by the way. Uh, nine plus two. Nope. You take full damage. Right before impact, I turn to the group. I feel really good about this, you guys. <laughs> I'm glad you do. <laughs> that makes two people, because so does the ogre. He feels <laughs> real good about it. <laughs> uh, I cast... <laughs> I want to cast Stonewall in front of where the fist is, but like right after it makes contact and he's already flown and hit the ground. <laughs> My Stonewall, like comes up right before like uh right where it was oh damn his bath salts really slowed me down i i could have sworn i was in time is there like a comical clown noise when he makes contact with my face like a a horn honk or something <laughs> what happens does he punch him in the face though he can does I can i now cast my spell i mean it'll be after he hits because of initiative is his head still attached hold on i'm doing a lot of math and rolling a lot of dice well that doesn't sound good okay uh, yeah, that's 
89. I mean, I did the math correct or, or quickly, so it might be a little off, but we're just going to go with it. Um, 89 damage. Well, I, uh, I've i got 84 hit points, so <laughs> still feeling pretty good about this. Ty goes to the runner. You're still alive, baby. He's alive, but he gets knocked. No, I'm not. I have fewer hit points. Yeah. Than you guys. He gets knocked <laughs> completely cold. Um, and just for fun flavor, he actually uh, dies and gets... He walks into the room again, flashing like before. <laughs> All right. Oh, wait, let me let me cast my spell. Immediately after the punch, yeah. I want him to get punched and die. And then I... Uh, right as he gets punched, or, or like he's basically <laughs> about to die, I just reach out and touch him and cast clone. <laughs> <laughs> the spell grows an inert duplicate of a living medium creature as a safeguard against death. So <laughs> I have to keep him sealed in a vessel and let him grow to full size after 120 days. Okay. So in four months, we'll have a... So just in time. You did it at the perfect time. This is going to come in a lot of handy. Ooh, what if Jesse accidentally, instead of touching me, accidentally touched the dude's fist and made a clone of the guy and I got punched by two of those? I feel like it would be just as effective. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the idea is that if you die from this punch, I'll still be able to regrow you <laughs> as a clone. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and say this is, you were trying to clone him before I'm gonna the punch. I'm going to start picking up his teeth. After the punch. <laughs> um, and his ability that he gets resurrected takes uh, precedence. So he walks in flashing... But you do know that you have a clone of him for next time he is about to die. I offer him his own clone. I say, would you like to safe keep? Hey, would you like to keep a baby in a bottle of yourself? <laughs> it's weird. Hey, talk about self-care. <laughs> so next time he dies, instead of just resurrecting, now he's going to be in a tiny baby version of himself. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so you just, you didn't catch on that he just resurrects all the time. So uh, you just made things worse for now. This won't help you at all, but you'll get to be a baby. I want to see the scene later when you're hanging out with your girlfriend and you're like, hey, baby, you want to touch tiny corpse? And then you pull out this little fucking <laughs> fetus growing in a jar. Corpse in a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> All I right. take the uh, <laughs> I, I accept the baby little clone whatever from uh, uh, Hey, so name's Dudley Waltrip from Waltrip, and I was like, uh, yes, I'll, I'll put it with the rest, and I just put it into a pouch. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not gonna say anything else about he's that. Got That's got it. Multiple clones of himself. Did all of your teeth grow back from that punch? <laughs> I can also cast minor illusion to give you some fake teeth. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna. I'll pick up the teeth that got knocked out. You, you do your thing. Oh God, I wish we could have gone back and like after he punched me and killed me. As I'm laying on the ground, before I respond, like something falls from the ceiling and smashes my head. <laughs> it was the punch. This punch smashed your head. No, but like something else falls on me. That would just be funny. No fair. How come? How come corpse has the contra thirty labs code? <laughs> I, he's a cheater. We don't know. It's un, uh, it's unexplained. Corpse is unkillable. Um, but at the the when this event takes place, this scenario is now over. But you did a bad job. You guys failed the challenge. We got to. He's still alive. I made sure in the rules. If he's alive in any form, we win and get two thousand dollars. It was knocked out with one punch. Um, Not only is he alive, we've got him in a tiny bottle. 
Not only, yeah, that makes a good point. Not only is he alive, he's double alive. We should get full thousand. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I mean, the, I I misheard your clarification of the rules. The the quest was to not get knocked out by a single punch. No, 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 no. If the stenographer, if the court reporter will read back what was asked, <laughs> you agreed to it, and I will take you to court in real life over this. <laughs> Things got really ugly at the end of this episode. <laughs> Lawyers were involved. I cast an illusion to create a stenographer. I love that we're about to find out if our DM can be bullied. <laughs> <laughs> With, like, real-life court cases. <laughs> as the... Oh, God. Um, go ahead and take me to court. I'm standing firm. Uh, yeah, you failed. You did, you did get knocked out. I'm, this is going to be televised court case, folks. This is going to be big news. Armando Torres is going to be taking Clint Fleischer to court over D and D. Think of the precedent. Look, look forward to uh, Torres v. Punisher. Well, it sounds dumb <laughs> when you say it like that. You know, uh, it's going to be big news. It's it's going to make a big change in the world. Justice Gorsuch was the deciding vote. I'm not going to say which way he <laughs> came down. <laughs> I like going to court, Armando. You didn't realize that you just like promised me a reward. Okay, so. Uh, with that, um, the next challenge is going to be a little bit more difficult as far as um, what needs to happen to pass it. Um, well, that challenge was very easy, so yes, I, I can see the next one be more Yeah, difficult. this one hasn't actually involved well, any real combat or anything. This has been pretty nice. This one is um, you're on a you're on a bit of a game show. It's it's where you have to pitch ideas to uh, a panel in order to get a reward or actually in this case not get a penalty oh hey here's an idea for me to pitch stop fucking around and tell us what we're doing it's called shark tanks <laughs> um fuck you and all of you are standing uh on trap doors above shark tanks glad it wasn't shark tanks <laughs> so for this scenario y'all are gonna have some time to choose a two-person team and they get to make a pitch using a combination of performance, persuasion, and or intimidation. Oh. Hey, can it be Snark Tank and their humanoid sharks that insult us right before they eat us? <laughs> I mean, can it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This is uh, your world too. Oh, wait, that's going to be my pitch. Damn. <laughs> I've got like super great intimidation skills and uh, persuasion too. I've got really great persuasion skills with an advantage. All right, we'll take the uh, cult podcast for two. Uh, you guys jumped on it. So you guys come up with a pitch for a product. And if these uh, sharks like enough, they won't eat. Okay, here's what I'm thinking. We monetize... And the rest of you guys play the snarky sharks. <laughs> here's what I'm thinking. Right. I'm thinking that we monetize butt flap. It's got so many uses. Easy access, porta potty availability, comedic relief. I love it. You're taking my idea. It's the best thing since the hole in the head. <laughs> I really think that we are underestimating the value of shower sodium. It practically sells itself. Ooh. So you two are pitching us two separate things. Is that what you're saying right now? I, I think we have to debate between ourselves, but uh, y'all haven't tried this uh, shower sodium. You should maybe 
Give it a try first and see if you like it. Drexlin takes the sodium salt or the sodium, uh, the shower sodium. Shower sodium. And he goes, I don't know. This stuff can't really. Oh, it's great. It's fucking great. Let's <laughs> fucking sell it. Oh, I can sell anything. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a shark. I'm down, sugar. Let's go. You guys are ready with your pitch. Go ahead and tag team just the two of you this uh, great pitch and the rest of you can make snarky comments. Hello, snarks. I'm Drexlin, and this is my business partner. Hi, I'm Mrs. Myrtle Abernathy. Now, I know what you're thinking. What are we here to promote? And I'll tell you what it's not. Sobriety. Because you need sobriety like she needs another hole in the head. I'm out. Being sober's for losers, and winners get holes in the head. <laughs> Hi, uh, Snark Cuban here. Um, <laughs> First off, I'm going to say I like your presentation. I like that she came out without her top on. I think that showed that bold. I think that's the type of bold uh, disruption uh, business uh, business plan. That uh, Let me just start by saying, uh, uh, how are you guys going to scale? Well, I'm covered in scales because I'm a dragonborn, you see. Good answer. Good answer. Okay, I'm done. That's all I had. <laughs> I'd like to follow up by saying that if you eat enough shower sodium, it does give you reserves of energy that could contribute to making more shower sodium. Oh yeah, we should have mentioned that. Our product is shower sodium, but we've got a fuck ton of it and we're willing to do it all with you right now. Do you want to eat a man's face in Florida? Shower sodium's for you. Do you want to do anything in Florida? Shower sodium is for you. <laughs> we already have a pretty big customer base it's just the state of Florida. Oh, so what you're saying is you're selling a, an escape to Florida. I guess there's a market for that, you know, for the, the the degenerate out there who don't have the money to fly to Fantasy Florida. They could just uh, <laughs> take your drug and be instantly transported there. You know what? I'll give you, um, do I have to roll? Or, uh, I'll, I want uh, 80%. I want 80% and I'll uh, buy you out for, for uh, 2,000 gold pieces. You know what? I knew you were going to like this because Cubans do well in Florida, all right? And I, I'm i on board. I'm willing to Guess hear other offers, but this one is, uh, so far, leading the case. Any other sharks going to go against me? Uh, excuse me. Uh, I just wanted to ring in on this opinion here. This is uh, me, Cletus Wiener, Oscar Mayer, uh, Tabaxi King. I, uh, I noticed that you got some real good shower sodium there, and uh, I'm just wondering where I could get some of that real quick. Well, we've been sailing through Etsy, uh, <laughs> but we're looking to level up our production and hopefully expand to a wider customer base. Search so, corn underscore pop on Etsy and you can find my showers. Tell them. Yeah. Tell them about my shower sodium. If you're asking for our manufacturers, though, we work with another shark named Pablo Esca Shark, and he's... <laughs> Ah, he's kind of a mean guy. <laughs> Good to know. I've usually been getting my shower sodium off of the scalp of Gertrude. It's her uh, dandruff, and it functions just like shower sodium. But anyway, I don't want to interrupt the podcast. Uh, this has been a cameo by Cleaners, Wiener, Oscar Meyer, Tobacco King. As long as you're not getting it from El Charco. <laughs> uh, it's great seeing Cletus there. Um, with that, you guys, you get too awesome i i was speechless you guys took over that whole scenario and you don't have to roll shit you just won won that D &D <laughs> right there yay yeah. you know what in <laughs> celebration i'm gonna do cocaine in real life <laughs> oh fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right um with that i'm gonna <laughs> skip that one and 
here's this guy. This one is uh, an easy one because you just flew through that one with flying colors. What if we're so responsible awesome. for, uh, instead of an opium epidemic, we're responsible for a bath salt <laughs> or shower sodium epidemic in this fantasy world because of uh, this explosive infomercial and product? Oh, I thought you meant I thought you meant through this podcast. Like everyone's gonna start doing the bath salts challenge. I would love it if we had that pull. You we'll overestimate our reach, three Armando. San Diego comedians to try bath salts, <laughs> and two of them are here right now. Just three? You're gonna have to. I don't think you need to convince him, sugar. <laughs> All right, so you guys made it through that scenario with flying colors, and as a reward, you're gonna get a really easy scenario this round. Y'all find yourselves suddenly in the woods. Perfect. Above a really small town. <laughs> and you hear the promo announcer voice come in with, In a world where one centaur loves books, and the local townspeople ain't none too happy about it. But he's got guns. Starring Slickvester Stallion as Reading Rambo. You're <laughs> reading Rambo? Fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. Oh, I love I it. prefer Reading Rambo First Blood Part 2. <laughs> that sheriff shouldn't have messed with Reading Rambo. He just wanted to read to those kids. <laughs> you all hear a sound and look up in the woods to see a giant centaur with two massive guns and a bunch of books <laughs> strapped to his back. Oh yeah, I want to read you this uh, magazine. It's uh, me reading Rambo. <laughs> I heard you used to do pornography. <laughs> I got a horse dick, what do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Back to the story. You're going to have to pry my books from my gold dead hood. Also, Adrian! <laughs> they drew first chapter. Wait, did you? how did you not do Nadrian? <laughs> because Centaur and Stallion. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Adrian! <laughs> uh, nevertheless, he starts firing down on you with his giant guns. I'm going to need dexterity saving throws from Everybody. Uh-oh. Oh, God, I know this guy. We better bring a whole lot of body bags. 18. Yikes. I rolled an 8. Corpse rolled uh, 9 plus 9, 18. I rolled 10. With my old bones and stumpy legs, I rolled a 5. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can't help me, guys. Help me carry this bag. I got to get out of the way of these bullets. Those old bones and stumpy legs are just in a bag, by the way. He carries them around all over. All right, uh, anybody that failed, which is uh, under a 17, <laughs> takes 10 points of piercing uh. damage. If you have an ability that reduces piercing damage, then you take that. So you all get a little stung. By how many? How much, how much damage did I take? 10. Ten. Oh, shit. Something jumped up and bit me. <laughs> and with that, everybody, let's go ahead and roll initiative. Stop, or his mom will shoot. <laughs> no way to roll that one with advantage, is there? I rolled it. <laughs> uh, for initiative, I rolled a 14. Okay. For initiative, I rolled a 15. Uh, corpse rolled a 22. Uh, Corn Pop rolled a 5. <clears throat> okay, so 
Uh, Slick Vester is about 30 feet away up in the woods firing down on you. Uh, Dave with Corpse, you are up first. All right, it's time for the sword. Leroy Jenkins! Uh, So I'm running at him with my flaming sword to hit. I rolled a 14. Yeah, he is a big centaur with two guns and a tank top and um, no no pants because he's a horse. Nice. You just, you hit him. You hit him. Uh, okay, so just for uh, combat effect, I have okay. dueling, which is plus two damage when I use a one-handed weapon. I also have uh, blessing of the courts, which I can do once per turn. It cost me a spell slot, but I get plus three die six damage. Wow. So what's your total then? Roll that damage. Yeah, we were in a courtroom not that long ago. You could use your blessing quick. then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean when I got knocked the fuck out? <laughs> yeah. He, that was his move. He was about to get blessing from the court before he got knocked out. Instead, it was a blessing for the rest of us, you smelly fuck. <laughs> um, so my damage is 1d6 plus 7, which came out to be 11 on its own. And then I add 3d6 to that. Another 9 points on the 11 is 20. Okay. Plus, as a bonus action, I got Dreadful Strike, which is another D6. Uh-huh. Uh, so, 23 total. 23. Hot damn. Uh, he looks really bad. Yeah, he did. He was able to parse out a bunch of damage across the whole group, hitting everybody for 10 damage, but then apparently he doesn't have a whole lot of life force. He's just a horse man. He drew first blood. <laughs> he drew first blood. Just for the flavor of the scene, I want to note that I I made the saving check, so I didn't get hit by the stupid bullets. Oh! And I just ran in with my flaming sword, and for no reason at all, I really I just like did like a tumble when I got close and just came up swinging. Nice. So coming up swinging just really slashes this horseman up across the mm-hmm. abdomen and even cutting part of his face. He's like, I don't remember this in the script. What the fuck, man? <laughs> I hear you do your own stunts. You're right, but I was supposed to win. Wait, wait, I do have a question before you die. Uh, what was it like working with Arnold Horsenaker? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Oh, he's my neighbor. He's great. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. Uh. Uh, which brings us to Mondo. Yeah, Drexlin is going to run up all the way and uh, take out the flame tongue longsword and yell, for the buffet! (laughs) (laughs) It ignites and he does the same thing. He just, wow, the crowd goes wild. Oh, yeah, Drexlin. And uh, he takes an attack and I'm going to do, I have this skill where I can take negative five on the roll, but plus 10 on damage. Uh, So let's see. Oh, and then I also get, plus two to the roll. So that is 22 minus five, 17. Does that hit? It does. <clears throat> okay, so now I'm gonna roll for damage. I got a 12 plus 10 is 22 damage. All right, uh, this poor horseman just got slashed up uh, from corpse and then an even bigger opponent with a bigger sword mildly bigger (laughs) with a way bigger girthier sword slightly bigger slashes this dude right in half cutting his person part off of his horse parts and the sword is younger so it's a little more eager too (laughs) he topples to the ground and the 
his books fall off of his back. He has this giant pyramid of, of books packed onto his back. And all the books on the, t- the, the cover says, To Serve Man. <laughs> <laughs> Rest now, warrior. You're not Nam anymore. <laughs> well, I just realized he really was the Italian stallion. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys hear again the voice of the pun is sure. Very good, mortals. <laughs> You've made light work of my preliminary obstacles, but will you have what it takes to best this next scenario? To find out, you'll have to come back next time for the conclusion of this guest starred one awful, the awful neutral podcast. <laughs> Fourth wall broken. <laughs> Horn pops, butt flap, bursts with excitement. Yay. <laughs> I thought you were doing a Dwight uh, thing from the office. Corn pop, butt flap, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone, for such a wonderful episode. Jesse Egan, where can people find you? You can find me at Jesse Egan Comedy on all social media. Thanks for a really fun one, Clint. Uh, thank you so much, and great job with Wall Trip Corn Pop. Damien Mercado, where can people find you? You can find me on Science Faction. It's a comedy science podcast. If you like the humor of this show, uh, it's basically we're swapping in one nerd-themed Dungeons & Dragons for another nerd-themed science. Matter of fact, um, I'm going on my honeymoon in March, and both Paige and Wesley, I believe, will be filling in for me on the Science Faction podcast. (laughs) That's what I hear, yes. (laughs) She should be replacing me pretty soon. There's like uh, the opportunity to upgrade comics will be there, so... (laughs) <laughs> you can also reach out to me at Dungeon Mercado on Twitter or uh, at Awful D&D. That's right. And Dave Callens, where can people find you? You can find me in the Age of Aquarius. Um, <laughs> also on Instagram or Twitter. So the seventh house. <laughs> no, the sixth house. I had to move out. He's letting the sun shine into it. Uh, oh, after that last battle, by the way, I've be, I've stopped being an Aquarian and started becoming an Equestrian. <laughs> ah. Damn it! Your character turns into a horse. Hell yeah! Still the same level of dick. <laughs> it's a dick downgrade. <laughs> Five inches. It's a lateral move. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Sharkadile. I also help Damien run the Patreon. If you really like the podcast and you want to support us, uh, consider subscribing as a patron. We have a bunch of cool swag to give you. Miss Myrtle Ann Abernathy, Paige Wesley, where can people find you? Hi. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Paige Wesley or on Instagram and TikTok at Rampage Wesley. Uh, you can also, if you like hearing my voice, you could listen to it on cult podcast uh horror virgin and romancing the pod and you can also check those out or check out cult podcast at least on rooster teeth i feel like she just big leagued us with tiktok (laughs) you're getting big leagued by tiktok you got bigger problems there's nothing big about tiktok some big creds uh thank you so much for joining us and agreeing to come back thank you this is so fun yeah for sure uh you guys both killed it and finally um Armando Torres. Yes. Where can people find you? Hey, uh, if you like hearing my f- stupid 
fucking voice, then uh, you can uh, subscribe to Cult Podcast, which is where Paige and I and our friend Andrea Gazetta talk about cults and all manner of new age religion groups and all these wacky places. Um, find it on Rooster Teeth, roosterteeth.com, their app. Fucking great. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Mondo Does Stuff. It's uh, M A N D O Does Stuff, and I post about pretty much all the stuff that I do there. Uh, this is coming out in March, so I'll have like a Twitch account and shit where we play games and do fun show shit. So that's really fun consistently on Fridays. Come check me out. Okay, love you. Bye. Can't wait for the next one. This is so much fun. Yeah, it was a blast. Thank you. And uh, I was your dungeon nanny, Clint Beicher. You can find me at Clint Beicher on most social medias. Um, and you can also find me listening to Cult Podcast because it's <laughs> fucking great. And I love that you can listen to them in random order because they're all about different different cults aside from there being continuations. Um, and uh, I had so much freaking fun and any cult podcast people checking out awful neutral i'm also going to plug uh the rest of our podcast um this adventure is taking part in a bit of a side campaign there's also the the main awful neutral campaign and we also play some fun other games such as kids on bikes and there's episodes of us playing a game called honey heist uh where where people are bears we have all kinds of fun here oh and a a tabletop game based upon the NBC hit series Frasier that we call Hell Frasier. <laughs> I love it. What I love is how you make D&D so relatable. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows what it's like to be a bear, duh. Oh, and uh, one last plug. You can also find me on episode six of Tragic Mess Podcast, a dark comedy podcast where people talk about fucked up shit that's happened to them in their past. It's a new growing podcast. In future episodes, we'll have people like Chad Michaels being interviewed. So check it out. And bye. Thank you. Thank you.